The Keeneland Late Pick 5 edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN and Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SGP. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app. Visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And we're giving away $3,000 in our NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. Free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And, folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I've got my Cuban link on. Yes, Cuban B. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. I got ice all over my body, looking like a snowman. Big rocks in the grill, dancing like a slow jam. My chain's so heavy, I'm walking like an old man. Try me, you. And, of course, it is the month of October, so where, what kind of host would I be if I didn't wish everyone a happy month of poppin' October? Just for the last, you know, I guess now six episodes, two weeks, we, we've just had great guests. And it's been, you know, we've been getting back to uh, some of the guys that uh, hadn't, hadn't really gotten to talk to a little bit, Barry, yesterday. And I'm bringing in someone else today who is just, you know, it's nice to to reunite with. Uh, he failed to menace, but he succeeded to steal America's heart. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. If you're not into yoga. If you have half a brain. If you like making love at midnight. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matthew DeSantis. Matthew, what's up, buddy? Or sorry, Matthew. Matthew, what's up, buddy? Uh, let me just say, there's no way you could have possibly known this. That song is on a CD in my car that I listen to and sing along to almost every day on my drive back from the track when Sarah, when I'm not carpooling with Sarah. And so I, that is just spectacular walk-up music. I'm honored. I'm thrilled to be here uh very excited uh to talk about this card but always chase excited just to hang out and talk with you about anything you you know whenever uh, that whole sound drop your intro music uh was conceptualized a a while ago and let's just say i was i was vibing at a different frequency and the thought came to my mind and uh i was i was pretty giggly i was giggly that i was like i don't know is this just dumb is this really actually dumb now that i that i you know i'm at the regular shitty frequency that everyone's at typically i took a chance and it looks like swing knocked it out of the park i just a bryce harper upper deck home run just spectacular there we go there we go and just the philly fanatic sticking his tongue out loving every damn minute of it how's the backwood treating you it's you know it's treating me well you know we're uh 
you know, we're running a lot of things off turf. Uh, it seems to rain every Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it was a beautiful Thursday today as we were recording this. Um, but uh, listen, it's been great. I mean, we've seen a lot of uh, really great performances uh, from different horses. It was great to see Zandon, you know, get a get a win uh, and, uh, you know, get off the kind of the schneid of, of always finishing second. And uh, so that was fun. And, you know, seeing a horse like Agate Road, you know, I think really shows some ability was a lot of fun. And watching Warlike Goddess look like Warlike Goddess with, oh, wait not Joel Rosario aboard uh, was also a really, um, you know, and so high uh, opening up like 35 lengths on field at one point, uh, just wild to watch that race. So it's been some great moments and uh, it's been, it's been a fun meet and, you know, looking forward to obviously more races there, but obviously excited about Keeneland and also just getting ready for Breeders' Cup season. I, I love Warlight Goddess. Uh, I love her running against the boys and, and winning. I what a uh, catchphrase I suggested for for Matt Dennerman. Um, you know, giving him some fresh Oaklawn material. Love it. For any time a, a, a filly or a mare beats the boys, uh, you say she's not asking any of you gentlemen to the Sadie Hawkins dance. Boom. Middle school, middle school, uh, <laughs> archaic uh, gender role uh, dance burn. Boom. Boom. Um, as I lay me down to sleep. I believe that was, was that the Sadie Hawkins song? I, it's, it sounds like you listen to a lot of like inner Sandman, a lot of Metallica at your, at your middle school dances. What was going on there, dude? <laughs> uh, I, I did not get invited to many middle school dances. Uh, so I, uh, yeah. yeah, I just hung out and read history books. So yeah, I, I <laughs> they sold tickets, so uh, they'd have to like probably break some sort of uh, you know some sort of civil right to keep me from buying a ticket and and going and being awkward in the corner. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about for this show. Uh, we're talking Keeneland this Saturday, the fourteenth of October, year of our Lord, twenty twenty three, and we're gonna be looking at the late pick five, which starts race six, post time for the sequence three forty Eastern, two forty God's time, twelve forty specific time. Uh, nice little, uh, five race stretch. You've got the feature, of course, the grade one QE two. That's the queen Elizabeth. The second for you lames, those who aren't hip to what's going on with the crown, uh, on the turf, nine furlong, $600,000. Uh, let, let's talk strategy for this card. Uh, I kind of thought that it got a little bit predictable and quite a bit chalky later in the card. And if this thing is going to have a chance to pay more than like 50 bucks, you're going to have to get some surprises and probably the first three legs. So I kind of decided to swing for the fences and ended up with a super skinny ticket with just some, some contrarian a hole picks. What was your strategy here, Matthew? It's funny you say that. I mean, I think, you know, we'll get to race 10 and and nine and 10 and talk about it. I I also got pretty chalky towards the end. I'm kind of hedging a little bit in in one of those races to which it it was funny. The first edition of my ticket, I think I put together, it was like $20, maybe not even like $18 or something like that. Like it was a really, really inexpensive ticket. Um, I added a couple of other horses, maybe defensive, you know, uh, you know, but um, also just thinking, you know, just, you know, we'll talk about some of the race dynamics later in the card, but just in case certain horses don't fire, things like that, um, you know, but I would agree with you that there's there's a couple of double digit odd horses early in six, seven, eight that I think are interesting. And even yeah. 
want to include a favorite, I think you'd be foolish not to throw in a couple of long shots. So you, you don't have to spread that much, I don't think. But if you want to go three deep with a favorite and two bombs, I don't. I think that's not a bad strategy. All right, well, let's go ahead. Let's jump into it. It looks like we're seeing it pretty similar. Uh, race six, eight and a half furlongs, $100,000 maiden special weight. It is on the dirt. This, of course, is my spread race. But like you said, you kind of hit the nail on the head with how far I was I was, I was willing to, to take it. I went, I went three deep here. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, honestly, I found some horses with good prices that all kind of have things that I really like seeing out of maidens. Like I, I would be spread all over the place if I wasn't super skinny later in the, you know, later in the card, too. Um, you know, I cut it to three. I could have probably gone five deep. Um, interested to hear who you used. Yeah, so I went, you know, I, I used some shorter priced horses, but I also used a long shot in here. I went 2-6-12 um, in this leg. So uh, start with the two, who is the second choice on the board, Dornick. This is the full sibling to Mage. It's finished second both times, uh, going from six and a half furlongs on a sloppy sealed track in debut against these Seize the Gray, who's actually a pretty nice horse. And then ran back in the sapling stakes against noted who's another really nice horse uh, and who stepped up and, and ran really well in the second in the um, of 80, if I'm not mistaken, just the last week in a Keeneland. So, um, you know, no disrespect finishing second, both times seven to two, this horse should sit a, I think a very useful trip kind of tracking early speed. Um, you know, you figure perhaps pedigree will win out, uh, the 12, I'm just going to talk about a little bit. This was probably more of a defensive use on my part. Uh, this is just a Brad Cox, Florent Giroux, five to two horse that I'm like, this horse could end up winning by open lengths uh, if it carves out the right trip. Uh, obviously, the largest buyer speed figure in the field with an 83 last time out, um, but needs to carve out the right trip from post position 12 and going two turns. So that's a legitimate question. Flo's got to use a little bit of that speed early on the horse does have good early speed so you'd think he'd try to cross and clear and save ground the six is a really interesting horse this is my price the greer's ferry 10 to 1 for trainer d wayne lucas this horse ran on the turf last time out didn't even run that badly but you saw a regression from buyer speed figure standpoint two back he finished second a generous tipper who uh you know just finished third in the grade one breeders futurity and i think is a pretty nice horse uh and the third place horse from that race came back to win next time out so that's one that i think you know i don't want to say it has a muddied running line but you know, maybe people look at that last turf effort and look the other way. I thought 10 to one was a very nice price on a horse that I think has some potential. So I went two six twelve in this leg. Uh, Greer's very named for a gorgeous North central Arkansas uh, lake uh, owned by Shortleaf stable, the Arkansas connections. And I, the reason I, I actually didn't include this on my ticket, but now I, I might thinking about it is uh, a, it's an Oakland dirty little pig boy angle, little pig boy. <laughs> Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch baby mistress gets to stand on. Whenever Shortleaf is starting their horses without Lasix, I think they're always live. And uh, mm-hmm. I also always think they're live whenever they finally do make the switch to Lasix. So I, I like that. I ended up using three horses. You mentioned the two, Dornock. Uh, I don't remember if you used this horse because I, I read the name and then I started thinking about the Rick Ross song on the soundtrack for this movie. Uh, I, I love, love the four Django at eight to one. Um, listen, with Dornuck, it's a horse I think can go to the front. Those those usually win maiden races. 
With Django, it's a horse I think can pass. Those are always dangerous in maiden races because no one else can really do it typically. And then I use the seven played aloud at 15 to one. Uh, you know, might be a need the lead type that missed the break, gets the blinks out of a very productive mayor, uh, WW American. Um, so I was, I was two, four, seven and re- remind me who you had before I started thinking about random Rick Ross soundtrack joints. I went, I went two, six, 12. So we had the overlap on the two. Okay. There we go. See, it's wide open. It's, I think you're right that this is the place where you can probably get your, price uh speaking of prices our friends at underdog fantasy they've got all mad butcher on us they have a ways to play alongside your favorite football team all season long and this is where the mad butcher thing comes on they have just introduced scorchers go five for five and pick and scorchers and enjoy a spicy hundred times payout and for a limited time underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars hundred thousand dollars sundays continue on underdog fantasy 10 lucky players will win ten thousand dollars each. I'm recording this on a Thursday, so uh, what spicy play? So I'm just going to repeat the spicy play from tonight, and hopefully it actually comes true. Which was Rasheed Rice uh, over half a uh, or a higher half receiving or half rushing or receiving plus rushing touchdowns. Doesn't matter. It was big. That's what it was. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, UnderdogFantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code. SGPN underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. That's right. We are brought to you by manscaped. That's right. They're not just taking care of your ball sack down below. They're taking care of your ball sack up above. That's right. Your face. They have new beard trimming products. So it doesn't have to just be balloween. Get the new handyman to get rid of that stubble. It's got, the new skin safe technology to help reduce nicks and cuts. You can finally feel confident when you're going for that close shave, wet, wet use, dry use. It don't matter. You can use it in a rainstorm. You can use it in the friggin' desert. Plus there's a cordless trimmer that has rotary wheel. that gives you 20 haircut and links. You can style the shit out of that beard. The beard hedger. It's a high tech piece of art, a travel size package with a long lasting battery, universal charging and a strong motor. Get 20% and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SGP for a look as sweet as candy. Get yourself the handyman for Manscaped. All right. Rehydration interlude. Scrambling, gambling, I must rock with mandolins and violins. We just sitting here trying to win, trying not to sin. How off weed and lots of gin. So we overlapped in one place. I have a feeling we might not overlap in race seven. It's 12 furlongs, $120,000 non-winners and two somethings. I'm not your condition reader, but it's an allowance and it's on the turf. Uh, I'm going to use this spot to go bold. I think that this race is won by an absolute bomb and I don't have any interest in using defensive chalk here. So I went too deep. Um, I don't know. That was a big tease. Should I, should I lead it off, Matthew? Should I lead it off? I left off the last one. Can, you lead off this can one. I, can I kick it? Yeah, kick it. Okay. Well, just, just say yes, I can. But all right, whatever. Number five, <laughs> stolen base, fifteen to one. Look at Mike Maker making suspicious class moves with a turf horse at Keeneland in the fall. You're not getting that shit by me. I've seen this one before. Its name was Dot Matrix. Especially when you add Rosario, I kind of like to see you know maybe Rosario keep this one close to the lead uh, because I don't think uh-huh. there's very much early speeds signed on. We'll see. Sometimes he does it, sometimes he doesn't. But I like that five stolen base at 15-1. Yeah. to one. 
And the only other horse I'm going to use is the nine Montauk point at 15 to one uh, gets my very most favoritist jockey up today. Uh, I rad um, plus Suge's been doing what Suge does and bringing this horse along slowly. If you look at the form cycle just by finishes, not by finishes, you know, the not by speed figures or times just by how the horse is finishing. Uh, I mean, the horse might be loaded for a win. It looks like this is about the time when it starts ratcheting up and winning races. So I'm on the five stolen base and the nine Montauk point are either of those prices that you use, Matthew. They're not, but I took a long look at the nine. I will say that was, uh, that was a horse I definitely considered. I saw I rat up uh, also an angle. I was like, which is like perk up on the new surface, which, and, and if somebody ever sees me standing by the side of the road, asking for money, it's because I've gone broke betting on Suge McGahee on the turf. Uh, and so I love a good Suge turf horse. I, I just, I'm a sucker for it. Um, <clears throat> ultimately, I went with one chalk. Like, I kind of did the inverse of you here. I did use a defensive chalk, uh, but then I used two bombs to go along with it. So um, using the number one horse um, and for Neil Drysdale, it, listen, this horse, you know, it, one you know, five of the four of the last five races, um, you know, was DQ'd in one of those, but crossed the finish line first, uh, has been kind of gradually stepping up in class, ran a really big effort in the Del Mar handicap last time out, uh, and just lost to Gold Phoenix and gets Flavian Pratt aboard, who's one of the top turf jocks in the country. And what I like about this horse is, yes, this is the West Coast turf horse, but this horse ran in Kentucky on the turf back in the day. It's not as if this horse is strictly a West Coast turf horse. Uh, and so I because I, I, I usually fade West Coast turf, turf, turf horses coming east. Uh, but I, I was, you know, it, the horse ran decently at Keeneland as a maiden, uh, finished second. And so I thought there might be something there and certainly is in very good form right now. The other two horses that I used, um, we'll start with the number four, Sharar. 12 to one for Todd Pletcher was a horse coming off a second place uh, effort at Kentucky Downs last time out Huge. against Paula Deer, um, who, um, you know, who, who came back and won already next time out. So, uh, you know, I was promised by, I like that horse. Uh, I think that one, you know, is obviously going to be making a run late. Uh, I guess Johnny V up on the Mount. And then the other horse that I really like is, uh, I'm surprised you didn't use this one because it's a dirty little pig boy angle, but the number 10 uh, Quadra Island at 20 to one Brad Cox with Gerardo Corrales aboard is a horse that was on the all weather and went to the bench for the better part of five months, came back on a new turf surface, perked up. And now I think second time off the bench you're going to see that 80 buyer speed figure improve, I think, uh, from what he did last time. And he, he won off the bench in a $74,000 allowance at Ellis Park. So, um, I, you know, 20 to one, I'll use really trusted connections and a, and a horse making that second start off a layoff. So uh, I ultimately went one four ten in this leg. I do like Sherrard yeah. uh, because Sherrard, I believe, ran into – the teeth of a bias at uh, Kentucky downs. It seemed like yeah. it was very much uh, inside and also early speed kind of favoring and Sherrard broke from the eight pole, you know, eight, eight posts and uh, was six links back at the first call. Uh, yeah. Horse wasn't really going to make up that much ground, but still got in the second. So uh, I, I could easily see that that horse beating me. Um, moving on. 
race eight, six and a half furlong, $110,000. Non-winners have won something. Read your own goddamn conditions on the dirt. Uh, another place where I decided to go slightly contrarian with two horses that I think will be overlays that can hopefully pick up the pieces of what I think is going to be a meltdown. Uh, and these are going to be coming from wide. Uh, who, who did you have here? And did you see this one kind of shaping up the same way with a hot pace early? So I, I agree with you. I think there's going to be a hot pace early. I, I, I went with one horse that's a bit more of a closer. And then I went with two horses that I think are just going to be sitting kind of more of a forward mid pack trip uh, and are going to kind of let that speed wear itself out up front. Uh, and so I ultimately went with um, two, nine, 10 here. Uh, and my top pick is actually uh, the nine, uh, but I'm going to go with uh, pumpkin scone as the n- number two horse at nine to two for Brad Cox with Corrales up again. Uh, this horse uh, absolutely, you know, wired the field last time out winning its maiden. Um, you know, the horse, you know, has rated before though. And in his debut, the horse rated and sat third, actually made a winning move and then just got passed late. Um, so I think the horse can sit a little bit. I don't think the horse is incapable of that. Um, so I was interested in that. The nine Zitlos is five to one for Steve Asmussen with Christian Torres aboard. Um, this is one who, again, can sit a little bit. Uh, and, you know, doesn't need to be on the lead, but can sit just off the lead. Breaking from the far outside can also kind of judge how the pace is going to go, and, you know, Torres can make some adjustments. And then the 10 a seed uh, at 7-2 to two for Chad Brown is a horse that will be sitting a little further back in mid-pack. And, again, if you're going to have that meltdown, then that's a horse that, you know, can presumably make some, uh, make some moves. Obviously has, you know, been placed in much tougher spots before, you know, coming out of the Acorn, the Eight Bells, the Wilton, the grade through music city on the turf. Uh, so this horse, you know, I, I has not really fulfilled its potential maybe to this point, but uh, you know, the race might set up pretty nicely for this one. So interested to see here where you went in this one. So I 100% in lockstep with a uh, uh, Zetlos at five to one here, um, you know, ran into a tough bias from off the pace last out on the turf at Kentucky downs. I a lot to love about this horse. You hit a lot of it. So I, I'm not even going to, sweat that i went back and forth with pumpkin scone i i really did uh the reason i decided to fade was first time facing uh facing winners yeah. so instead i used the horse facing winners for the first time rarify the 11 at eight to one i love west ward in this spot adding the lasix can't believe this is eight to one i don't think it probably finishes eight to one uh by by post time uh, hopefully I get a little bit of value using it horizontally. Uh, I can understand making this a, a, you know, contrarian single, but uh, I don't want to spoil the mood or anything. I've got, got a couple old James Brown worthy horses coming up. Uh, <laughs> I will say I'm a part of me is really rooting for the seven. You little vixen coming in from Prairie Meadows. I just always root for horses coming in from, small tracks coming into Keeneland. Uh, And I remember there was a horse last year that came in from Delta Downs that ended up winning a stakes race at Keeneland. And and it was just like, you know, I love that sort of stuff. There's a horse running on Friday in the last race. There's a $20,000 claimer horses coming in from a Cinnaboya Downs. I mean, how am I not betting money on that horse? Like, of course I am. And uh, so I, I, you know, I do root for those types of horses. I think I have the seven fourth, but I just couldn't include that one on my ticket. So. 
Well, hopefully, because he didn't include, he doesn't need a second chance. <laughs> but maybe you need a second chance at your oh. survivor. That's right. Already knocked out of your NFL survivor. Don't worry. We got you covered with the SGPN second chance survivor presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. Three, sorry, not 300,000, just 3,000 up for grabs. Winner take all. Starts NFL week seven. So sign up now. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash survivor. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash survivor. Don't forget. We're brought to you by the good nerds out there of Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire play. Sort all players by hit rate. For any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value, stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users. Researching with Hall of Fame bets. Craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets and it is once again time for a rehydration break Bet! hit me with the horse man y'all ready let's go oh, no. let's go y'all ready let's go let's go come on hey bite your i just i i want the pallbearers like carrying me to the to the grave to let me clear my throat like full-on just bouncing wow. me great it's great i love oh. it and now that you've said it on air, it's going to happen because now yeah, it's, it's, that's as good as a will pretty much. Yeah, it pretty I'll, much. I'll so. get a kickstart Kickstarter going for the, uh, the band. Hope your band understands because I'm totally showing up. You know, if I, if I outlive you, I'm totally yeah. showing up. <laughs> I want you to show, I want you to show up in all, uh, all white three piece, but that's, that's got like bits around the, the waist and the, uh, the end yeah. seams that you can still like just bust it out. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of busting it out, something that Queen Elizabeth II used to do. Nine furlongs, $600,000, the QE2 grade one on the turf. And this is where I take a stand. And by take a stand, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be a single for um, me. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm singing. I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now- Did you think it was this simple as well? I did because I did. <laughs> so, um, listen, you beat Tahira, who I think is maybe the best turf filly in the world. You're going to be a single when you come over to face the American Phillies. Like you just, it. come on, what are we doing? Maj is so, I mean, they, they are clearly using this as a stepping stone to the Breeders' Cup, I would imagine. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if not, you know, maybe the Japan Cup or something, you know, something like that. Uh, and what I just want to emphasize is this field is a loaded. banger of a field. Like Fucking this is loaded. a loaded field. And there is not one American horse I don't think will finish in the top four. Like I just, it is Europe. Europe has come over and is going to just absolutely obliterate us because they're not bringing the C team over. This is like, the B plus A minus team. Like this is pretty damn yeah. close to the best they have. And uh we're gonna get smoked. And like the fact that like Chad Brown's like 15 and 20 to one tells you everything you need to know 
about uh, the quality of this field. So I went Mauge as a single. I do really like the seven Sound of Heaven as a, maybe a little bit of an upset, as a, maybe a little bit of an underneath play. If you're looking to make some money on an exacta, if you don't want to just eat chalk, you know, that that's a horse like I do kind of like. I'm a little scared about the number two elusive princess, though, because I, that, I think that horse just really likes wet ground. And I know there's a little bit of a chance of rain in Lexington on Saturday, but she's going to get firm turf. And uh, I just think she's not going to run well on that. Yeah, but the, I think the difference is that Maj will will run on cooking oil, like on a slip and slide, <laughs> out, outside of a of a Hooters in El Paso. Like that, the horse, mm-hmm. the horse does not give a fuck. The horse will just run and win. Like I, I'm not even worried about them stretching out and giving nope. Maj more because every time, like the more they give Maj, the more that they that they you know the more the horse seems to like distance. And I, I'll I'll tell you what, man. Like uh, I I just trust my trust my my crip gang of of Godolphin. Dolphin, cause that my dolphin. Um. So in in my double single here, I I'm leading it off with uh with uh Maji or Maj or whatever at uh. I, I will say Maj, and I will say so. One of the interesting things, and I talked to Sarah Albadwi about this, was, um. The horse, if you look, has only ever run straights, has never actually run a turn. And I would argue that stretching out and doing turns is actually going to be beneficial for Maj. Because Maj is not your typical European turf horse in that Maj is going to be on the front end and is not a closer. It's going to be on the front end. And one of the things that European horses don't get the luxury of when they're running straights is taking a blow and taking, getting some, getting a little bit of a break, going around the turns. Yeah. And you watch those mile long straight runs over there. They are pumping those horses from like four furlongs out. Like you are yeah. flying, coming down. And the endurance you have to have to compete under those circumstances, I don't think stretching out is going to be a problem at all because she's going to be able to reserve all of her. I mean, she's going to have plenty left, I think, coming for home. So, so impressive and i'm thrilled they're bringing her over i mean it's a, it's an awesome race awesome awesome race i man with with modge especially looking at the horse handles soft if it's a little bit wet the horse handles good the horse has handled absolutely everything you see to exceed and excel on the top line and you're looking at briz it says you know the sire's average winning distance six and a half you know 6.7 furlongs but you also have Dane Hill back, backing up that exceeding Excel. There's plenty of distance there. Uh, so I, I think, you know, it's it, the horse is going to go from a mile to a mile and a half and crush, and it's going to be fucking fun to watch pretty much. Yeah. All right. Race 10, the money leg. Hopefully we caught something worth having uh, early on uh, because I think we're both pretty choppy, choppy here. Who knows? My ticket is so cheap that you could hit it multiple times and maybe – Make enough to finance a rap album that you can drop burner lyrics like this. Yo, I just bought a dinosaur like Nicolas Cage. Uh, hey, what happened? Hey, what's going on? Like, thinking you're you're spitting something hot and then the beat dropping out and be like, wait, what happened? Is is one of my I think the funniest scenarios ever. Eight and a half furlongs, eighty thousand dollars. Non winners of two something. I am not your condition reader. Optional claiming on the dirt. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and say go double because that's my good dolphin double. Um, I, I'm a chalk eating weasel here with the with first mission at, at even money. Uh, are, are you going to surprise me and go somewhere else? 
I'm not going to go somewhere else. I'm going to include two other horses on the ticket, but it's totally optional. I mean, if if you want a single here, I'm not going to talk you off of it uh, with first mission. My only concern, my only concern is, and I, I like that Cox is bringing him back in this spot. My only concern is just stamina. Will the horse, you know, just get a little tired, you know, coming for home? Uh, you know, will the horse have the burst? Uh, you know, because usually first mission sits off the pace just a little bit. You know, will the will he have that acceleration the last furlong uh, to be hold other to hold anybody else off? As a result, I'm I'm going to look at you know two other horses that should sit very similar trips to uh, first mission, and that's uh, Keystone Field, the number two horse with Irad Ortiz Jr. aboard for Mike Maker. Coming off of fifth place in a grade three, but you're getting a massive jockey upgrade. <clears throat> and again, Maker, I think, is just always a really keen uh, trainer, or in, you know, at, uh, at Keeneland in particular. Um, and then the eight, uh, Sakil, 10 to one for Diodoro, again, should sit kind of a similar trip, I think, in some ways to uh, first mission. If, and if for some reason, first mission falters, maybe Sakil, you know, just kind of runs the trip that we think first mission has, but hard to hard to get around using first mission in this space because he looks like he just kind of towers over the field. And if he runs anywhere near like he did last time out, then everybody's running for second and it's not even close. Yeah. If if we get anything similar to what we saw in, in the Lexington, then then it's a easy score for first mission. But yeah. there is no such thing. You know, I was on Reddit the other day and uh someone you know, posted something about, you know, what if a horse is, is a lock and I can't absolutely can't lose. And I, my response was um, stop thinking that stop. Don't ever think that thought a- again. Like, you don't know, a sinkhole could open up and swallow uh, your sure thing right there in the backstretch. It's happened before. I think um, that I'll have to consult the geographical survey, but uh, that's that's pretty much it. Let me go ahead. I'm going to wrap up my ticket for you. It ended up $6 at a 50-cent base. Uh, so oh. you got to think that if I play this, I'm going to play it multiple times. Uh, maybe I pay it, play it for 2 bucks, 24 total. Uh, we start off with the 2 4 7. Uh, Second leg, we were 5 9 Third leg, 9 11 And then we go double single here uh, in the QE2 or single 2. The 4. Maj. And then we're singling first mission in the payout leg. Matthew, who you got? So my ticket, uh, the full ticket, so to speak, is a $40.50 ticket. In leg one, we go 2-6-12. In leg two, we go 1-4-10. In leg three, we go 2-9-10. And then we close things out in leg four with the singling of a four. And in race 10, we go one 2 Eight. Now, if you want to go single single and drop the two and eight off the last leg, it would be a thirteen fifty ticket. Uh, so again, pretty skinny. I think that's what I was working with initially, and just yep. kind of added the two and eight just as kind of backup. So again, you can you you can combine Chase's six dollar with my thirteen fifty, and you're still putting together a very very inexpensive ticket. Uh, Economical those last two legs. Yeah. Yeah, we don't say yeah. cheap. We don't say cheap around here. It's inexpensive, inexpensive. economical, economical, yeah. thrifty. Uh, sure. So what, what what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, what's what's uh? Yeah, I mean, we we know you're always pumping out the content at Naira Bets, which also I I 
wholeheartedly approve of the flair uh, for the cinematic, uh, which you have recently taken. Thank you. Uh, I try to come up with funny ideas and ways of talking about, you know, when you talk about horses every day, you have to have something fun. You have to have a fun way to do it. And you do. I mean, you know, with all sound drops and everything like that. Thank but you. no, we got a lot of great stuff going on at Naira Betts. Um, you know, obviously a lot of content focused on Keeneland actually this weekend, but also, uh, you know, I have my long shots of the day that I give out. So every single day, Monday through Sunday, uh, I will give out one horse running at a track somewhere across the country that I think is a good long shot to use six to one or higher on the morning line uh, through the first three and a half weeks of doing that every single day. We are returning a three dollar and 72 cent ROI on a flat. Two. Hey. Uh, pretty dang good. Uh, so we just got a 1340 winner home today. So, um, yeah, so like that stuff that's up there on Naira Betts every day. Uh, I have a preview of the Sycamore Stakes being run on Friday. I have a preview of the QE2 being run on Saturday. Uh, and I'll have some. Woo! I could not get to the uh, mute button fast enough. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about no. that sneeze flavoring right here. And, uh, and have some uh, more content focused on. Uh, you know, uh, on Belmont and Aqueduct. And the exciting part is in the next couple of weeks, maybe the next month or so, uh, be on the lookout for a new Naira Betts YouTube channel. We're really excited about launching that. Uh, that's going to be a really fun. Uh, and it's going to be a great way, I think, of engaging betters and just different types of horse players, different levels of, you know, people's comfort, you know, playing different tickets and things like that. A lot of educational stuff, but a lot of really informative stuff as well. Uh, going to have you don't know this yet, but you're going to be on. Uh, and uh, it's going to be all sorts of uh, fun times. So um, looking forward to that. And then obviously getting geared up for the Breeders' Cup. So going to have a lot on that as well. I, I, I'm i very much like uh, Elvis in his Vegas days. Just, uh, you know, uh, just give me whatever cocktail I need to, to make it to stage that night. Uh, so if you just like Dr. Nick and just give me a shot, you know, B12, <laughs> you know, air quote B12 <laughs> shot. And, and I will I will sing CC Rider. Uh, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, for real. Check out uh, Matthew's stuff, especially the, like I said, the cinematic stuff is really fun. You know, it's there's only so much like, you know, handheld cell phone video of a guy being like, so I like the seven and the six at uh, Gulfstream <laughs> Park. I also like the four at uh, Lone Star. Like, there's only so much of that that, that you can really get. Yeah, at least the, man's, the man's getting creative with it. <laughs> and uh yeah whatever you're doing I'll, I'll i'll be there i'll be there uh with bells on i'll i'll Fantastic. then i'll be back after you tell me to put on regular clothes because bells are <laughs> weird to wear places that's gonna wrap up another great week here at the notorious otv thanks again to matthew we will catch you next week 